Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 38th episode of Slime Time, the official Dragon Quest Dragon's Den podcast. This is Platy M3. And this is Liam Land. Uh, so Platy and I have been planning an episode like this for a long time. I know our friends uh, Austin and BJ over at uh, DQFM have done a game-by-game -game comparison of Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy a while back, so we figured at some point we'd eventually get to our own version of Dragon Quest Rivals. That's right. We're going to sit here and go on and on today talking shit about Austin and BJ, our Dragon Wh Quest Wh podcast <laughs> rivals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> that, that's kind of a hot take. Calm down, Platy. Uh, they're not podcast rivals. We've been on their show, and you've had Austin on Slime Time before. Uh, we're, we're friendly colleagues. There's no animosity there. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. I mean, talking shit about them would have made for, like, the shortest Slime Time ever. You know, intro, joke, really no shit to talk about, ending, cue outro. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean... So if we're not talking podcast rivals, I mean, surely we're talking Square Enix rivals, right? I mean, they, they did it good with the Final Fantasy versus Dragon Quest rivals idea. Well, uh, it's not a bad idea. I think maybe we should just stick to the topic we're here to discuss today, Dragon Quest rivals. Yeah, like Mario! Man, remember that Itadaki Street game on the DS and then on Fortune Street on the Wii where it was like Dragon Quest characters versus their number one rivals, Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario, and the rest of those Mario Brothers bastard friends. <laughs> Why does it seem like every podcast involves me saying, calm down, Platy? No, no, not not Mario versus Dragon Quest rivals episode. No, D uh, I don't think that's the kind of podcast. Uh, I don't think that podcast is ever in the cards, if you catch my drift. Cards. So if you play your cards right, I'll go on and on all night about Dragon Quest Builders games versus Minecraft and why Minecraft will never hold a torch to the Builders series. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you, but I'm going to stop you right there. Let's say let's save the Dragon Quest side entry rivals games for side quest episode. Today, we brought on a fellow denizen to talk about the soon to be shuttered card game Dragon Quest Rivals Ace. Right back at you, Ace. <laughs> Joining us today, you might have known him as the Denison, formerly known as Jay the Hawkheart Ace on the Den, uh, now go by, going by the super pseudonym, Jay. Hello, he slimes and she slimes. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Jay. Thanks for joining us. Uh, looking forward to hearing a lot about Rivals in a minute. Uh, but first, let's get to know you better. Yeah, so uh, what's with your username, Jay? And how'd you get into Dragon Quest? Well, Jay is my real name. <gasps> I know, a shocker, right? As for what? all of that extra stuff, it was something I came up in my cringy teenage years. Probably why, mostly why I don't go by that anymore. <laughs> Oh, man. So is that, um, I, I, you know what? I don't, we used to ask people this question and it's not on there anymore. So is that how you found uh, the Dragon's Den? Is that why you joined up, Joker? Uh, actually, yeah. Just before Joker 2 was coming out, you guys had like a preliminary list, for, I guess, from the Japanese version of all that stuff. I'm like, wow, these people have everything. And then I lurked on the forums for like two weeks before I decided to actually make an account. Nice. Nice. Um, so how did you originally get into the Dragon Quest series? Well, I have an older brother. He had Dragon Quest 3 on the Game Boy and let me play it and that's pretty much where things went from there nice yeah game boy color i was realizing recently is what kind of got me back into gaming after many years away um so did joker too different different pause in my gaming life um so speaking of dragon quest 
Do you have any favorite or least favorite characters or monsters? Well, as for characters, you got like Kirill, Tornico, Nera, pretty much the entire cast of Eleven. They're all like solid. <laughs> uh, as for monsters, I kind of remember someone talking about that Frankenstein guy, so I can't really pick him, can I? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'll go with my, uh, my other main pick with you with Giga Draco, or as the newfangled youngsters call him, Draculard. Nice. He- yeah, you know, replaying through Monsters games these days, I've sometimes I just blank on those new names when just playing the mainline stuff. But like, I'm paying more attention to them now. I'm like, wait a minute, that used to be this or that. Yeah, Half the time, I completely disregard it because like, yeah, like you I just said, go with the name you remember most. <laughs> me and my brother still like play, like we're playing Tact now, and like we'll go back and forth and like, oh, I'm using Great Drac or I'm using this guy or that guy, and it's like nine out of ten times you just like completely like disregard the new names mm-hmm. um yeah i remember the draculard actually from dragon quest 9 um the most i think those are uh Dracula. are those are, is, was that one of the rare ones that's in like deep in the grottos um which one like the magenta the, one yeah i think so yeah i think it's like draculard or something oh yeah there's variations but i think the draculard is is definitely in there yeah in... They're, there. they're there oh yeah the green they're the green ones the giant green ones yeah mm-hmm. i think those are i think those are in the game but they're also in the grottos as well yeah they're, they're around i actually have a figure of one somewhere there he is. Hey, just typing in drac typing in dracu lord it immediately brings up a dragon quest 9 picture <laughs> nice oh. From Quest 171 yes so yeah as you're saying that's the magenta one but no, the yeah. green one. I remember him quite a bit. Yeah. Giga Draco. I nice. swear he was in a lot of breeding patterns for the original uh, Monsters or Monsters 2 or something. Yeah, he used him for like Orlegon, a lot of the Demon Lords. Yep, yep. I was going to say, he was an important one somewhere in those lines to, in one of the, I always draw out little tree charts for my monsters and I, I have a very distinct memory of writing him down quite a bit. Ah, <laughs> oh, there he is. I did it because I would actually use him. Nice. All yeah. right. So what what are your uh, what are some of your favorite games in the DQ series mainline or spinoff? Uh, seven holds a lot of nostalgia for me, but I honestly think nine is the best one. As for like overall, it's definitely like Joker two pro specifically pro. I actually had mm-hmm. to import. I think someone on the den actually did the translation for that, right? There, I like, never. There was like Sume something or another. It never got like a proper. I, did they do yeah. just like names never, and? Items or something? It was items, monster names. Okay, so they did a partly part of the port for that. It it was good enough. I already knew Joker to regular inside and out. So yeah, just the stuff I had to worry about. Seems like what's going oh, yeah, on right wow. now. So yeah, there's like a the... uh, su- uh, su- Sui Met. There, uh, oh, wow. This actually, this topic started back in 2011. But, and there's like, <laughs> pra- there's almost 40 pages worth of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, In, in the den, in the den forums. page mm-hmm. It's up to page 39 right now. This wow. Time of the... I know there's someone doing right now. Uh, They've taken oh. the Joker 3 regular translation and just like Bold Force shoved it into Joker 3 Pro and it worked pretty good. And they're, they're kind of working on doing all the extra monster names and items and apparently it's going okay no no i I wanted to so badly i would have if the stupid 3ds wasn't regional locked to nintendo (laughs) yeah yeah thanks a lot for that see on april 2nd of this year i finally hacked my 3ds and now i've got access to all that stuff so it's been pretty fun it's a 
it's one of those simple processes, reading it line by line and just doing everything. But my God, it takes forever. <laughs> yeah, I've not I've not tried that yet. Is there any? Uh, there's no way of like bricking the 3ds trying it. Apparently, anything. at this point, no. It is all just you're installing one little thing on the oh. SD card, and oh. and that's that's oh that was that was my hindrance then because I don't have an SD card here in Japan. But uh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I remember I remember that conversation. Cool. Mm-hmm. Neon, did you brick your DS? <laughs> no, I'm I I am in deathly afraid of breaking my ds because i've got a, a bunch of stuff on here that i don't want i don't want <laughs> I, got, I, I got two i'll just use the other one yeah i jumped right in with my main one and i was like you know what i don't really play my 3ds anymore because yeah, yeah i played it all and then i was like you know if the worst happens even though this keeps saying it doesn't and there's a step in there where you back up stuff so just in case it says you know but no yeah. it worked out enough that i did a second one and both of them are working well Glad enough about the 3DS. And, and me, oh, I was just going to say, mainland mainland Japan has a ton of uh, used second, you know, just secondhand shops that that mm-hmm. will sell stuff like that. But I just can't get any access to that where I am in the southern yeah. islands in Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, enough right, about Jay. the 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> what one last question for you before we give you lots more questions? But uh, so thinking of the Dragon Quest games the whole series overall what are some of the favorite mechanics that you have in there like monster collecting or job classes and stuff what do you love over everything alchemy the ability to Mm. go back and make this old stuff usable again and like actually viable is just like the best thing that's ever happened a lot of games in general just like have some sort of like crafting alchemy system whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and it's like that's my jam man yeah i love that and especially i know you said nine was one of your favorites just having all the spawn points um all over all over the map that that were timed over i i remember like uh when you guys are talking about nine and like it's like, oh, your world has seeds. I'm like, what? It does? I'm like, I, I never knew that. And then, like, it explained why I would get so much of that. Uh, what was it? Like, the little, like, black cloth thing you needed to make the Lucida shard. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about down in the fountain? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I forget. I think we were on with our RPG Wizard when we were talking about that. Forget if he said that that affects the timing of the spawn points or not but from what i remember it was typically if, as long as you continue playing for about half an hour you can come back to the spawn points and I they'd think be really... it was height respawn rate and spawn qu- uh, quantity that were all oh, okay and I'm like i've i've played this game for like 600 hours and i never knew that was a thing <laughs> yeah that's the one thing i wish i could adjust in the uh save editor you know because the uh I uh, fortunately I got the C type S E A type. Um, ah yes, the Square Enix of America C. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so so that that has uh, um, I, f- I forget what exactly, but it has some some quality uh, um, item drops in the fountain. Um, but if I start another game, I, it's just hit or miss and I won't know until I've unlocked all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there isn't even a way to, to view what that is in the save editor. It would be nicer. You actually get it. Yeah. It'd be nice to, to at least understand that, that, uh, how that works a little bit more to be able to adjust it. Maybe it's something, something with the, um, the game's unique identifier, uh, for, uh, that gets generated when you start the game, you get like a, an ID. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's for another episode. So, uh, so you want to talk about rivals play? Yeah. yeah. Actual actual DQ rivals the card game. Yep. 
Okay. So what is it? It's out on PC, right? Because you can get it not here, but I believe it's on Steam now in Japan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, all your smart devices, Switch, which is how I was playing it, and something else. I'm sure you could you could probably get it on a tomato if you try hard enough. <laughs> Coming soon so... to tomato. <laughs> oh man, about to get squashed on that tomato too. But before we get to the end of our uh, <laughs> rivals talk and the sad conclusion, let's start from the beginning, or at least Jay, your beginning. So, yeah. how long have you played Rivals? Like, how long have you been playing? Since when? How long? Whatever. Tell so us. It came out on Switch in February 2019. It was already out on other systems for like two years after that. Um, I grabbed it when it came out on Switch and played it almost daily. So and wow, how long? How many hours you racked up? According to this, like 1,200. <laughs> nice. And that yeah. is why we have you on this episode, my friend. <laughs> yep, it's me. Uh, so what drew you to the game and what keeps you coming back? I love card games. I've played Pokemon. I've played Yu-Gi-Oh. I've played um, Magic very briefly. I think I played like maybe two games of Magic and it didn't click with me. I'm sure if I tried it again now, I'd probably like it more. Mm-hmm. I, play, I play Dragon Quest, or a Dragon Quest card game just seems like a no-brainer. Nice. You ever get any, like, um, those physical Dragon Quest cards? Because I know they've had a couple different series of real I, Dragon Quest card actually, games. Actually, not. I have a physical Rivals card. Oh. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Um, I don't know how to send pictures on Skype, so I'll just put them in the Discord. Yeah, that's fine. That sounds fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll add it to the YouTube version. Oh, that's right. We can always um, put these in a folder and... Uh... Get him to Woodus to when he converts this magically into a video, he will be able to uh, do those for us. He's got he's got a spell that does it. <laughs> Try not. Uh, to yeah, we can YouTube add... myself outside of work, but uh, he does a good job. Oh yeah, I've always got I've always got something going on in the background while I work. Yeah. All right, Jack. Okay, so yeah, uh, tell us and everybody listening at home how the heck does Rivals play? Like I, I know it's hard to sum up an entire like well, card game with lots of rules, but go ahead. I've already summed this game up. There's actually a guide on what is that I wrote. You did. I read it last summer. <laughs> it yes, was good. Thank you. Um, so you start by building a deck of exactly 30 cards. You pick a leader like Jessica, Terry, Angelo, whatever. And you fill that deck with units. They're not called monsters because some of them are, are named characters. Mm-hmm. And feats, which I always called spells, but it's also stuff like Digga Slash and junk like that. A handful of cards are unique to a particular character. Like, for example, only Terry gets biggest Slash, only Jessica gets Frizz or whatever. And you go into a, a duel with another player. You each have 25 hit points. Reduce the enemy leader's hit points to zero, and you win. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I, I remember I read last summer that guide, and I don't know how the heck I even pulled it up. Like, thinking back, I'm like, I can't believe I chose to play it at that point. But I was up on vacation in North Carolina. Uh in a land of no little to no Wi-Fi, so I kept hot. I uh, kept using my phone as a hotspot and connecting my switch to it, and I got about ten to twelve hours in. Um, read your guides thoroughly, and from there, kind of went through. There's a lot of tutorials in the game itself. Most of them are just like challenges rather than actual tutorials. They are, yeah. They they go pretty fast. Um, it, it's but, like. Okay, using these cards in this specific setup within one turn. I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> so that both taught me how to play because it would just give you the set cards and it was like a bite sized amount. You weren't doing like the full 25 hit point game on a lot right. of them. Like, and it's also the reason why I quit. 
You win in this turn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and it's like, figure it out. I'm like, all right, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was. So I was like, yeah, hot spotting it from my phone, laying in bed on vacation. Uh, there was one point where we went to visit my um, some family in Charlotte. And I made my wife drive back from Charlotte up into the mountains. And I was like, just sitting in the passenger side, chilling with my phone on and playing rifles, like speeding through the backwoods, North Carolina. So it doesn't need a really persistent, huge Wi-Fi connection, but um, you I do mean, need to be online. Yeah, my, my connection is not the great. And I'm connecting with people in Japan and I've never had a problem. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So how, how did you get that card that you were showing us before? Um, I think I got it from Mercari or Bayou Japan or something like that. It, it was an import. Okay. I, I don't they got it but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool so what are, what are some of the coolest cards that you have well as you could probably guess i have the same generous card in the game too mm-hmm. i actually have it uh holographic in the game and when you have a legendary that's holographic it's animated it's so, like the fire in the background is just going ballistic it's really cool i got another one of a uh, white knight from nine and like mm-hmm lightning going on he like slashes his spear and it makes like a little whoosh across the card frame nice they're pretty solid and, uh, and there's some uh there's some expansion sets as well what are what are some of the best expansion sets uh my personal favorite one was there was this one themed around builders too because it added like a new card type of buildings and like they did certain effects like you would have an inn that would restore hp to all your units that were next to it at the end of your turn and mm-hmm. like that really shifted how the game was played i think more than any other single mechanic yeah because you mentioned earlier that you know you're playing cards with the 25 hit points and you have what is it, your units and your feats um yeah. which are spells and um things but you play them on what is it it's a two by three grid right yeah you have a two by three grid and then your opponent has an their own two by three grid and like mm-hmm. monster placement is pretty important because like if you have a monster in one uh let's say the top left slot and another one immediately behind them you can't reach the guy in the back unless you get rid of the guy in the front first mm-hmm. and your character stands in the middle row in the furthest back row and if you have yep. like one person in each slot you, you're just untouchable they can't mm-hmm. reach unless they have feats that can unless they have feats that can yeah but yeah in general yeah you're building a wall in front of you um they they can't reach you unless they can <laughs> <laughs> so that gets into uh yeah a lot more of the uh in-depth gameplay because yeah i, I I thought that was really cool. Like, I was like, oh, I can put this guy here and totally block a weaker character that maybe has, like, a fireball spell or something. Yeah. Um, the, uh, one specific card, Prince Faris, uh, that horse guy from Eleven. Eleven. He mm-hmm. had, yeah, he actually had an effect that would only trigger if he was blocked off by somebody. And it would let you draw a card and increase your tension. And it was, it was like, the amount, like... He was voiced, too, because all the named characters are. And he would be such a cowering wimp until you blocked him off by someone. And he was, like, all of a sudden this, like, arrogant jerk. And, like, I love this. This is exactly what I want from him. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So the voice acting matched what was going on in the game. Yeah. And, like, if you had a certain character and your opponent had a certain character... They would talk back and forth. Like if you had uh, Hendrick and your opponent played Jasper, Jasper would actually call out Hendrick's name. Oh, that's, that's cool. really cool. Yeah, there actually was like a fair bit of interaction with that kind of stuff. And some of it was combinations you probably wouldn't expect. Hmm. So, I mean, I know it existed. So like you said, it was around for a couple of years, even before it came to Switch. 
2019. But then, uh, what is it, late last summer, right? August 2020 is when they added the ace name, I believe. Yeah, uh, either August or September. It was definitely around that time. Yeah, because I, I know I was like playing in June and July last year. And then I saw that notification. I'm like, oh, and then you were telling me that they're just going to have a one player mode. And I was like, oh, you know, I'll wait and play. And then, you know, here we are nine months later. I haven't touched it. <laughs> but I know I and I need to. I, I definitely want to make some time to go back to it. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I know I just finished off this morning. I finished the um, bonus boss off in Dragon Quest Monsters 2. Got the second ending. And even then, it's like, well, it's not the end. You could go fight in the arena. You could go fight this. I'm like, OK, but story story is over. Got it. Cool. Finish the second story in the game. So now I'm like, maybe I need to. Maybe, uh, I'm definitely in a Dragon Quest mood. So could uh, be a time to get some this in here. So what did anything change when they added the name Ace? Like, why'd they do oh, that? What did they do to it? Not much. They added uh, the single player mode and they started the card packs over from Shin Pack 1. Uh, but other than that, it was really just a uh, name change. I, I, I don't oh, know. Well, so it was multiplayer only um, before they added Ace. Um, not exactly. You had AI battles, like you could go against the computer if you wanted to, and you obviously you had all those challenge mode battles. Mm -hmm. uh, one second, please. Oh, I think I see what you're saying. So it's more like they added a, a, a single player campaign then right yeah they, they added the story mode and that was really the only thing of major note the uh card packs didn't really affect much at all hmm. so what was the uh, single player campaign about um well basically you played as the hero from one and you would just go through a whole bunch of like battles against like monsters and stuff and they would have gimmicks like for example you would fight a king slime and it would only play slime type cards and power them up and uh, some of them got really hard i ne i still haven't finished all of them i, I was stuck at a uh, murdoch and some of them some of them get ridiculous you let you level up and you have a skill tree and it's stuff like oh increase the leader's hp by three increase mm -hmm. all the units hp by one and it's like it's actually pretty in-depth i have no idea what's going on <laughs> oh that's cool i know um speaking of not good what's going on what i think put me put it on pause for me for a while because we were talking you said those challenge modes and earlier and how they had such specific rules and uh, there was one i don't know and i for the life of me, I can't know. They they were in like different tiers and I finished off the first tier and maybe it was the second too. Then I get in the third one and I'm going through these different character um specific ones. Oh, that was it too. There was character specific yeah, kind of kind of tutorial challenge things that you'd go through. Like giving you like more intricate things about each particular character. Like, oh with nation of cards, you could do this. Yeah, you could learn to fight better as Jessica or learn to fight better as Kiefer or stuff like that. Yeah. And gosh, there was one and it like, I don't know, I tried it like 10, 20 times, but it, I'd fail at like the third or fourth turn every time. And I kept thinking, I'm like, there's only so many combinations I can play in three or four turns. How am I losing by turn three? There's this one for Mina that I was stuck on for like two weeks. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. And I think eventually I just found a guide. I'm like, I, you oh. know, if I. 
Yep. I bet if I like use YouTube the right way and typed in like the Japanese name of it or something, I could probably find that because it was only like a seven move challenge. It was like, you know, beat this person and you could just tell that it was a really short challenge. Like we both had like right. 10 hit points like, or something. Your, your opponent's moves are all scripted. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> I, it, it's all down to you to figure out what you're supposed to do. I'm like, I can't read this. I don't know what this card does. Yeah. And so one, so one of the rules is you have um, what certain stamina basically basically per turn right uh, or what yes is it? it's uh they call it magic point it's basically That's every it. card has yeah. and it takes x amount of points to use that particular card yeah and the first turn you only if you're playing without other rules and other things manipulated the first you turn you get one right one measly little magic point that you can barely do anything with half the time yep and then the second you get two and the third you get three and you know right. unless so you're if you don't use it all whatever you didn't use just goes away it doesn't like roll over it just resets to the new path so mm -hmm. you might as well do as much as you can in a turn yeah and that was the other thing that i was like how am i failing at this challenge because there's a very limited amount of things you can do with one magic point <laughs> and there's <laughs> not as many that you can do with two or three really i mean i, I was dying on this like third fourth I turn every time and i'm like yeah they're making the same moves every time you, like you said, it's all up to you to win. But I've only got like four cards, and I can maybe only play two of those cards on my first turn to begin with. So what's the slime? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I mean, well, I, I, it just cracked me up that I was like, I, I cannot figure this out. And this is like, so bad. I, I was there too. <laughs> yeah, I kept looking at. It, I'm like, and because I kept thinking it was tutorials or walkthroughs, which I mean, whatever, same kind of thing, challenge wise. But it was like dead center. Like I'm like, there's twice as many of these to go as I've already done. How am I sucking at this? I'm never going to get through the rest. <laughs> and I, I think it was you that told me I didn't even know I was playing online battles against people because yeah, I was just you, doing this. You were playing against people. Nope. Yeah, I was just doing like the main thing, the big button in the middle of the screen. I was just hitting that. And I must have started early in the week because I was making progress. Like, wasn't it like it was bronze and then it was silver and then it turned gold? Yeah, um, there were, I think, I yeah, think so it was, I was like, like three or something mm -hmm. like that. You make your way up to bronze one and then it goes over like silver four. You make your way back yeah. down to silver one and it jumps up to like gold five or something. Yep, yep, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm making progress on something. I don't know what. And the numbers are getting bigger. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, for a while, I had no clue I was playing against people. I'm like, oh, whatever. Because I hadn't, I mean, obviously, I wasn't spending any money on this to buy cards. I mean, At I was first, just. As did I. When I first started, I was just doing that big button in the middle. I also yep. didn't realize I was playing against real people. <laughs> and I guess I was playing against people who were as beginnerish as me because yeah I, I was winning two out of three three out of four battles and i'm like this is great i, I think i started to get hints of it because once or twice there'd be one and like suddenly i would just win and i'm like i don't even know what happened but probably because they disconnected or something long pauses yeah <laughs> oh, but I, I i definitely remember posting on the den and you were like no that's you're playing against people yeah those are people. They, they may not act like it, but there's someone on the other side. And I, I feel like I never really played against really difficult. I never felt like, and maybe it's because I don't know if the game does it match yeah. you up with people. Yeah, like the, of the your game, similar level. The game matches you up with people based on like your tier. Got it. it oh it, yeah, I was definitely low tier. <laughs> it, well, well, you were a beginner at the time. Yeah, yeah. So they mm -hmm. you up with beginners. I was in like diamond two or something like that and they were matching me up with whales oh man and i if you imported the game you physically could not access the eShop, so i could not 
put money into the game if I wanted to. Really? Yeah. Like, when, if you try to oh, add, like, fun, if you try to yeah. add currency, it was like, this feature is not available in your country. Thank you for your interest. And it would just boot you out. I'm like, all right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I can see where that's the case. Yeah. I think I had a similar problem with Dragon Quest Monster Super Light. I, uh, that's where... exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I remember you tried to spend money on that. You, I you did. I did. Like, Let me throw you money. I'll do it. Yeah, I was like, no, I, yeah, I did. I spent about 60 bucks. And then it stopped working. Oh. Yeah. So thankfully, I did not spend more because <laughs> because they uh, sunsetted it. Rude. Yeah, like, I physically could not throw money into this game. The only way I was able to get cards was by earning them. So that means I had to get really good. True. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's the way I am on mobile games. I, like, refuse to spend money on mobile um this might be one i would be a little bit different on um but yeah even the other dragon quest games i'm like i'm not gonna pay for that monthly subscription that people did for dragon quest of the stars or something like that i was like i I will pre-order every game that you release here in the united states to show you that yes i'm interested in physical big titles (laughs) but voted with my money against mobile Uh, uh, yes i will buy dragon quest 9 multiple times (laughs) yeah exactly uh i'm I'm hoping that's going to be the announcement the 35th anniversary that they're going to it's going to be the dq9 switch 20 some days here (laughs) i I mean to quote platy it's not coming Uh, i don't think so i i but i do think nine is coming I, I gotta I believe would, in that one. No, it, was, would it was a big deal when it came out here. We had, uh, you know, we yeah. had launch events and everything. Yuji Hori showed up. He signed uh, thirty copies of the game. I know. I heard there was hundreds of different disappointed fans there <laughs> that weren't within the first thirty, <laughs> but they got booted from the inn. Uh, but I mean, it, it's the one game that has never seen any other platform. Let's put it that way. I mean, they've had games that they haven't released. We could use it, but yeah. A lot of the stuff that Nine worked with just doesn't happen anymore. And, you know, playing uh, Dragon Quest Monsters 2 on the 3DS, they did a pretty cool thing with the Street Pass functionality there. Um, You can Street Pass people on Wi-Fi. When you get online and do a Wi-Fi battle, just searching for random people to battle, once you battle them, that counts as a Street Pass. Really? Oh, wow. Yep. So... I go online, I randomly battle somebody. Um, it takes a while because, I mean, who the hell's playing Dragon Quest Monsters 2 seven years after launch in Japan and getting online to do Wi-Fi Apparently battles. enough people, though. Uh, maybe like 200. <laughs> What's funny is, you know, I've got crap teams, and here I am every week I'm in, like, the top 250 of the Wi-Fi rankings. So. <laughs> Well, you see, there's only 250 people playing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, your participation What's... trophy. Oh, I am. It's great. Is like I think I got a silver achievement for it for pl- placing in like the top thousand. I've got a gold or a bronze oh, achievement for placing yeah. in the top ten thousand. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure when that came out, it was a pain in the ass to place in the top ten thousand. But uh, yeah. year seven. Yeah. Now, now it's a cakewalk. Yeah. Now you I can win like. Now you just show up. They give you a trophy. Yeah. I was getting. <laughs> I was getting a rank A. The uh, what is his name? The Shogum slime. He was in a lot of... Uh, the big slime getting... night swords? Yeah, he was in 9 as a grotto boss quite a bit, right? Yeah, and he summoned King Gear Slime, and it was, a, it was fun. <laughs> but yeah, I was getting one of those every week just for being in the top 1,000. I was like, yeah, thank you very much. You, but, you would uh, see slimes and mess up your homie cake. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, they did street pass that way. And, you know, it's funny because yeah, there's a whole street pass menu. There's a button on the menu for that game. And I'm like, well, I'll never use street pass because well, I'll never pass anybody. But yeah, once you battle them, you go to your street pass menu and there's a 
there it is. They're they're there, and um, you can set a team that is your street pass team that is different than the one that you're fighting. So, like, I might have battled against some guy online, got my butt completely handed to me because, you know, they've got a monster they've been training for six years. That... And meanwhile, you can look at the street pass team and it's brownie. Yep, yeah. And it's because if you street pass them, you can battle them again. And when you battle them again, you can scout their team members. It's just about to ask, can you scout their monsters? You can scout their monsters. And, I mean, it doesn't take it away from them because it's just on your system. And you can also, if you beat them, if you beat their street pass team, you can get um, a magic key. And I know uh, there's people on the Discord from the translation group that, you know, they basically set their street pass team purposely as awesome monsters but low level ones so they can scout it easier yeah like you know the team that they go online and battle with is like their ss plus 99 team guys but right and like go and street pass with them and it's like here's a present now my question was the magic key random or could you set it you set it so you look in your little key book and like oh you know i've got this platinum key let me set that there so that, that, I look at how they did this, and I'm like, they could do this with the Switch. This could be how Street Pass Dragon Quest Nine functionality works. I think like, Bravely Default already does that. Yeah, I mean, they did, because you didn't always have to be online with the person or next to a person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, other 3DS games did this. Default did something very similar to that, and that's also Square, so maybe they could just, like, be like, hey, can you pass me the code for that? Yeah, I played Bravely Default 2. Um, we talked about this on something i think it was one of the backtrack or the sidetrack side quest whatever jeez <laughs> i'm on too many podcasts but we talked about it and like i remember i was like using brewerians people in battle because you could call up people that you yeah. had sitting in you your street friend. pass yep and i think i played it like three to four months after everybody else so everybody's street pass was so much better than mine and it was like hey yeah and it was That's like, fr- hey, do you need someone to do 12,000 points of damage in one turn for you? Sure, here you go. Exactly. I would save them for boss battles, and it'd be and a nice like, little summon to have in my pocket. All, all of my friends are like, all right, here's this five-digit power hit. I'm like, I'm going to fully heal the party. <laughs> it was it was a good mechanic. So, yeah, I mean, it was- there are ways to do the Dragon Quest IX Street Pass functionality without being the original DS kind of stuff. How would Street Pass even work on Switch? Well, that's a good thing. Well, what probably, if they bring that aren't Probably portable? the same way, right? I mean, like the, probably the same. Yeah, not, I mean, not, Street, what are the like, Dragon Quest Nine now for your PlayStation 4? I'm like, I wish you passed that. Uh, well, I mean, it, like Platy had just mentioned about uh, Monsters to the uh, 3DS. Uh, if you, yeah, it would probably just be pinging other players or connecting with friends um, online. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, um, yeah, I mean, that's, it, it does take a bit of a challenge out of like finding 30 uniques. So it'd probably it's have to figure out a way. It, it was fun going around with your little DS and seeing that little green light pop on. Yeah. That's yeah, something I don't know. That's Mine only popped on at uh, Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> and um, when I was yeah. in New York that year, I would carry it around all the place. Yeah, I, I, I got most of my tags at Nintendo New York. I, I, that's the good thing for me. I'm from New York, so that made things easy. Oh, nice. What part of New York are you from? Uh, New York. Uh, New York City, actually. So, New- I, oh, New York City, really? Yeah, I'm here in Queens, so there's no shortage of people. Oh, wow. Okay, how have you never made it to our, uh, our DQ9 tag mode, tag mode Tuesday? Because by the time I heard about it, it was already long gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should have advertised more. <laughs> 
It was just that one thread on the den. I, I'm not even sure if I was with the den yet. Anyway, yeah, and, more about yeah, card games. More about card games. So, all right. So, have like, I always just used, you know, whatever was given to me in all those challenge modes, obviously. And then I pretty much just had whatever starter deck I had. I I know I changed out a couple little things once I yep. learned about them through the challenge mode. But so... Do you have specific decks that you've set up for yourself? Like, can you pull out different decks? Uh, yes, actually. I mostly, I put it on Twitter not that long ago. I had this uh, Millie Dragon deck. Mm -hmm. In the most recent pack, they released uh, Kobe and Tara. And it, there's like, oh, you can boost all of your monsters of a particular family. Like, slime, dragon, demon, material, whatever. And it's like, all right. I've already had this dragon deck going with the Vine Gone who does something similar. And it's like, let's just put this in here. And it's been working amazingly. Nice. It's like, I, I think I've won maybe like seven of my last 10 games with it. And with the ranks that you're probably playing, that's a. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that, that's, well, that's not my seven of 10. Right. You you have people with like every card fully hollow foils. Like, how much money have you spent in this game that you're getting beaten by someone who literally can't read Japanese? <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't know that though, right? Well, my name was in English. My my username. <laughs> your screen was... your screen name is like not Japanese. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I really wonder, like, what, pe like, if people saw me, like, what they'd think. Like, what is this guy? This is gonna be easy. What do you mean I lost? Yeah, that's that's probably legitimately the reaction that they lost to a gaiji. <laughs> my my favorite clip I have was uh, at this time Eric had just came out and he had the unexpected monster which will put like a, a regular old pot on your opponent's side of the field and if that pot got destroyed you got to draw a card and i was fighting against uh someone using angelo and he has a bunch of like stuff to revive monsters from his graveyard obviously i had a couple of pots in there gumming up his graveyard he attacked made like a really risky move to revive the pot because you don't get to choose it's just randomly he got the pot and just quit i'm like ah. <laughs> So, that, so there's normally pots on the field. Uh, no, this just adds artifacts no. that uh, Eric can use. He could put like pots to gum up your opponent's monster zones, and oh, okay. if you destroy them, he gets to draw a card. Gotcha. So you basically, so like, like create create a wall of pots that he has to break to get through. Yeah. And then uh, not all of them are going to be unexpected, just like well, occasionally, you summon, right? You summon the unexpected onto your field, and then the unexpected summons a pot onto your opponent's field to gum up one of their monster slots. I see. Yeah. Cool. So what are some other um, talking about the Eric and using those urns, what are some good combinations that you've used throughout your thousand hours? Uh, I mostly just build decks around monsters. It's not really like that crazy technical, but some stuff that I've seen is like you'll have a, a Tornico deck and like he could put down these treasure chests on the board and when you play a monster on them, it'll turn to like a seed of strength or something and you could use it on one of your monsters to boost their attack or like you get a seed of life to boost HP or stuff like that. Uh, nice. You got um, Jessica summoning these ice blocks and she has a bunch of cards to get extra effects if there's an ice block somewhere. You got effect but you got like Pazuzu who whenever an ice block somewhere is destroyed, you draw a card. It, it's kind of hard to like sum it all up just from words, but th there was a lot of deeper mechanics into this game. 
I like it. I'm gonna miss it. Do you have uh, uh do you have any like uh video footage of it or that you've taken uh, or any screenshots or anything? I have a bunch of screenshots on my Twitter. I'd have to dig through them to find them though. Okay. Yeah, just uh, that that would be pretty cool to put into the YouTube version. Sure. Um so uh, we can kind of visualize it um for, for folks if who've never seen it before or played it. Yeah, let me see. Uh you don't have to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Start working on it, getting it on hand. Awesome. Um so uh you had mentioned something about uh, uh, Hiro Noshi's translated documents? Yes. I wish I, I had them when I was playing because <laughs> those, those things are very thorough, very good. It breaks down everything in a very easily readable format. I'm like, I wish I had these when I was playing. Nice. Uh, now, how how did you uh, come across them, or how how were people able to download them? Oh, uh, he just posted them to the den. Oh, nice. Yeah, I think what happened. It was well, just we'll put... what the past two or three weeks too. Awesome. All right, we'll put yeah. the, the link to that. Um, to yeah, that there's den a post den. There's a Den post, and I think he even just gave another one this week to Wudis. I thought I saw an announcement that. Um, he'd given one, but yeah, these things are 20, 30, 40 pages long, each one. Um, cause Very he'll, tra yeah. And he'll have like two cards on one piece of paper and for each card, he'll have a full explanation of all the stuff that's there. Right. It'll be like, this is its name. This is its effect. This is family. If it has a family and it's like, here's all the intricate things that this particular effect does. And it's like, thank you. Why did I not have this sooner? Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And I mean. I, at one point I was like, oh, you know, I'll just print some of these out at work, you know, whatever. I, I can print 30, 40 pages here. And then I started clicking on like, oh, my God, there's like two dozen sets of 30, 40 pages. What, what would I do with 500 pages of translated? Uh, Admire them. I, I really <laughs> I, I'll tell you that. You could put but, one of those uh, text to speech uh, programs on it and just listen to it in the background, reading off all of the stats. <laughs> Um, so, Platy, you have some experience playing this as well. Um, do you want to get into that? Uh, I think I've probably said almost all that I've done by now. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I gave it like 10, 12 hours last June. And, you know, I was doing another podcast today and I finished up about two hours before we started. And I was like, cool, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to load that back up and you know, maybe play around with it for an hour or whatever. Come to realize I haven't used my own regular switch in probably nine months now. Um I basically gave it to my wife and son and I've just been using my switch Lite, and I didn't transfer my stinking Japanese account over to my switch Lite. So where are the entire family today at another friend's house? And they're all over there because they wanted to play Pokemon Snap with it. And of course, that means they brought the switch over. So not even thinking about that for like 30 minutes, I'm tearing the house apart. I'm like, where's the frickin switch? It's always on the stand in the living room. Like, why well, don't I have my switch? Why can't I play? Um, rivals right now, so I didn't get a chance to play some today because this is probably the first time our Switch has left our house, <laughs> not been sitting on the dock for months and months. Um, but it, the wife and kid had way too much fun last night with Pokemon Snap. Uh, when I woke up this morning, I didn't even watch them play much. I went to bed. When I woke up this morning, the kids were talking to me, and my youngest was like, Daddy, I don't know how I got in bed last night. <laughs> And his brother's like, you fell asleep when we were playing Pokemon Snap. Mommy put you in bed. And oh. I said, so how long did you guys stay up and play Pokemon Snap? He's like, I don't know. When we saved it, it was at five hours. I was like, oh, my gosh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they Pokemon snapped it up. So unfortunately, I couldn't get back to it. But yeah, I did give this game about a dozen hours last June. 
Um, like I said, there's a second set of tutorials. I just couldn't or challenges. I just couldn't beat one of those. And the way they were set up, you couldn't go to the next one, I don't think, without beating one. Yeah, you had to do them in order for a particular yep. character. And that, like, frustrated me. And, yeah, it was probably just one of the characters. I could have gone to another character, but, gosh darn it, I was stuck and I was bound to determine. And like I said, I... How to beat Terry level four! <laughs> yep, that's what I needed to just stick in YouTube and watch it but yeah i mean like i said i did a lot of the fun battles i thought they were just different tiers but of course i was playing against others they were tiers um i did get a lot of disconnects probably because it was um thinking about it later like oh yeah like here i was playing at noon and i'm just hitting up all these japanese players and playing with them they're playing at midnight so <laughs> yeah i was gonna say Mimo, it's like two in the morning for them yep Yep. Yeah, and mostly I played late at night, so or I'd play in bed at like eight at night. So yeah, yeah, I was catching I the morning crowd. Played late at night, so it was like maybe like five in the morning for Japan people. And I, I'm still finding people though. Yeah, I posted a I'd... couple of clips into the Discord for you guys to look at. I'm gonna see if I got any more on hand. Please. Yeah, I was looking at those. We'll, we'll I'll get some of those to uh, Woodus. I'll give him those links and. He'll be able to uh, import some of those. I mean, I don't know if we, we haven't even mentioned this. Like, the game itself is beautiful. It is amazing. Yes. The art for the cards and the animations. You know, this is, it's a step up from what you'd expect from just a mobile game. Right. It's like a lot of characters have models that we've never seen before. And one of the cool yeah, one of the characters that have never been voiced before now suddenly have voices. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and one of the elements of like the, the design as well that I like about it is it does kind of have this look and feel like it's a combination between um, a card game and a board game with like animated board game characters you know attacking each other um it's just uh, it's cool to see that that animation and it, it, it's like it's almost like a, a combination of of multiple different types of games put into one yeah they, they really went above and beyond with it um, um yeah, there, there's a lot okay, of art and i know there's like groups online that are working to like back up every card in full res that yeah they have and a lot of people doing that which makes me happy including mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah including hero who has pretty much gotten every card backed up now yeah i was gonna say they're all <laughs> They're all, they're all right there in all those PDFs if you want to go to the den and uh, check them out. Like I said, we'll have that, like Liam said, we'll have that link. Right. If just look for a particular character you're looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you mentioned uh, you mentioned the backing up of the cards um, just now. Is this game potentially playable without without the game itself? Like if you were to if you were to print out like, cards and just play it as a card game, is that possible? Um, there is a bit to like manage like for example there are a lot of like token cards for particular characters like Pizarro summons rose gardens and like you gotta have i imagine at least six copies of that just floating around somewhere because they're not actually in your deck mm -hmm. he just summons them as part of his leader skill and like so it's like there is a lot of stuff you gotta manage and like there's a bunch of like random aspects to it like like i said before when angelo revives something he doesn't choose what he revives he just revives a random unit so it's like i don't really know how you would manage that in a physical card game mm. but if you were willing to like work out some of that trickier stuff you absolutely could play this physical oh, interesting yeah because i know that they are uh there are a couple of uh dragon quest card games i know there's a tarot um set for dragon quest but i think there's another uh i think i have a, a deck of cards that's dragon quest related um another set too yeah so there's gotta yeah, be got a the, uh, plat king floating around here nice 
there's got to be a, uh, some form of offline card game, but it, it, maybe it doesn't necessarily follow the same rule set. No, uh, no, yeah, I that'd don't. be interesting because so people I are basically don't. backing up the art just to just to save the art, mm-hmm. right? Mm. You can 100% print these cards out and try to play a game. Yeah. It might be true. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, I mean, it would be interesting to, to to fan translate the cards just based on the images, and then and then come up with some sort of offline version of it. You could do it. Yeah. Well, I couldn't, but somebody could. Little little bit of, <laughs> and just just like the documents on the den, man, they're all translated there for you. You just need the yeah. uh, photoshopping ability to uh, put those on top. I'm, yeah, I'm just dropping seeds for other people to kind of pick these ideas up and and do that for us. <laughs> um all right so i've got a couple of final questions so uh in your opinion with all of the dq gacha mobile games available in japan uh why is this game being sunset um they took a pretty nasty hit from the covid19 breakout it actually completely delayed a card pack coming out Uh uh-huh there's like we we uh we were like we know you guys are expecting a new pack out around this time, but due to what's been going on in the world, we will not be able to deliver it. We apologize. And it's like it was literally a whole another three months before we got anything. And oh, wow. I'm not sure if it was a combination of they just don't know how to continue the game. They were set back from COVID. They don't know how to keep it interesting, keep fans coming back. Uh-huh. I'm not really sure what the problem is. It's probably a combination of a couple things, uh-huh. but I, I think the biggest cause was from COVID. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if if you know magic and 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 all these card games that are that are still going on and people are entering in tournaments i mean there's got to be a way to keep it going but i can understand if uh new expansion packs not coming out digital card games are a little bit different because there's no guarantee you're gonna be making money back from hosting the server you got people like me who played for 1200 hours and literally cannot spend money Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, is this a game uh, using your guide or any of the ones that you've mentioned that people can uh, pretty easily pick up and enjoy before it goes the way of Dragon Quest Wars and gets lost to the ages? With the guides that we have now, anyone could play this game as long as you can read. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you so, how to read? You can play this card game. Nice. So it, your recommendation is to uh, read how much of the guide is there a beginner's guide that help people just starting out? Um, my guide covers the basics pretty solidly, I'd think. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to hey. dig deeper into it, you got heroes, and that's pretty much all you need. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I and I used you know Google Translate on my phone for a couple little things that, yeah, that, that know, like, when I'd get like a yes or no question. That, that's how I was doing it for a while. I would scan a card's effect and see what it did or, or get a general idea of what it did because you know how Google Translate is and mm-hmm. take things from there. And I, I've had success. Awesome. So, hey, there's one card uh, that was early on. Hold on a second. Leave. There's one card. Oh, no, and I, it, you play a Dragon Quest card, or not Dragon Quest, the Dragon Lord card, and he offers you half the world. Yes. He's, uh, and if you, ask, he's asking you to forfeit. Yes. <laughs> if you say yes, you lose the match. Yep. I did that one time. I was like, oh, what is this? Sure, whatever. Oh, and then it was like, game over. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the screen goes black, the text goes red, it's just you and him standing there, and it's like, okay. The end. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty much. He, he, he does his little evil laugh, and then you lose the match. And the worst part is, like, you said that you've done it before just like out of like oh what does this do mm-hmm. i think i've gotten people in high level play with it 
work. Like, either they're just mashing buttons or whatever, but, like, I've gotten people to forfeit. It's so funny every time. <laughs> One of those guys riding around on a bicycle with 68 versions of Rivals going on instead of playing Pokemon Snap. He's just hitting yes to everything. Oh, no. 68 versions? What? <laughs> You ever see those pictures of like people um, playing like uh, Pokemon Go? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It looks like a piano almost in front of them with 68 cell phones running. On a bicycle? (laughs) On a bicycle. (laughs) It's so bad. I can't look at that and like be happy. Oh man. Um is there any possibility uh that this game could be saved or translated on uh, a fan server or a fan translation project or anything like that or is it just do you think it's too complex for something like that? Um like I said the only thing that's really holding you back is how to deal with like the random aspects of the game. Uh-huh. If you could figure that out. Uh the- so the server pings or anything like that would be the uh-huh. challenge. Yeah, you'd have that too cuz I mean yeah. most of it, it- you have to be online to play this, so... Yeah. Or at least able to communicate with another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see, you know, if, if people are able to data mine it before... You know, I'm sure they already are data mining it to pull the images out and everything, but if they're able to data mine the code um, to kind of back it up, just in case there's even a possibility of that. It, it's it's always painful when you look at something like Dragon Quest Wars or the, uh, the DQ10, yeah, um, the Wii content that's now gone is running again against all odds so i wouldn't be surprised if there's demand for this we'll do it yeah it'd probably be through the steam version yeah that's probably easier yep those pc people they 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 do a lot of stuff nice all right well here's to hoping yeah for real so we've reached the part of the episode where we have set up mary thwack puff puff for you jay and you've listened to our podcast so you obviously know the uh the rules of mary thwack puff puff yeah are you ready i am ready i i went on the the uh dragon's den wiki looked up uh playable characters and i thought i'd go from uh the beginning to the end of the dragon quest spectrum with you um your first choice is princess uh from Dragon Quest 1. Okay. You have Princess Minnie from Dragon Quest 8. You remember her? She had to take over for the Mini Metal King. He wasn't feeling yep. too good in that game. And then you've got uh, Queen Marina from Dragon Quest 11, the Mermaid Queen. All right. So first things first, we can thwack Queen Marina because I really just don't care about her. She... <laughs> <laughs> To be totally honest, I kind of forgot she existed. <laughs> but you were a fish oh. in her realm. Oh. I remember being a fish. <laughs> I do not remember talking to the mermaid lady. I remember uh, Michelle. I remember Michelle more oh, than I remember Marina. Well, that storyline was heart pulling. Yeah. Yeah. She she was definitely a lot more memorable. Um. While I was planning, because I, I read my choices before and I was thinking about it. <laughs> for some reason, I got Minnie mixed up with Medea. And I was like, I'm going to marry Medea so I can get the good ending. And now I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's Minnie. Um, I'll pick Minnie. Okay. If, I, if marrying Minnie means that I have access to all that mini metal stuff and I can finally get the reward for collecting every mini metal in a game, that's fine by me. There you go. There you go. That's the way to do it. And that leaves Princess Gwaylin for Papa. Yeah. You know, I, I will... I'm a little bit more friendly towards the mermaids than you, but you've got the right idea about Minnie. Uh, I'll go with uh, Mary Minnie because, you know... Who, who doesn't want to marry it? Who, who doesn't want to marry into the wealth like that? I mean, come on. Look all that stuff they got. You're too hot. You are so dang rich that you can like 
find these stinking coins and give away millions of dollars worth of stuff to people because they found now, a stinking coin. Here's something I always wondered. Who puts the mini metal in the places they are? Because mm. like, it's obviously it's like a contest or something, right? I don't know. Maybe they have uh, a lot of holes in their pockets, so they're walking around and they're just falling <laughs> on out. Oh, oh my, my metal fell in a well. Grandpa Mini. Or Grandma Minnie, once upon a time, was uh, her heart. traveling the world and just lost them all. So, <laughs> But yeah, so I will marry the money. I will marry Minnie. And uh, but but I'll go with the Puff Puff from the Queen. And, uh, you know, I... Waylon? Yes. I'm going to thwack because you know what? I must. <laughs> I must. I think I would probably thwack Gwaylon as well um because of that just because of that 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 loop you know she forces you into saying you love her <laughs> nope whack uh yeah i would i would, I would thwack Gwaylin. i would probably m- marry uh marry the princess mini because um then i get prizes relatively often uh, and I like uh jump on the, the uh marry into the wealth train <laughs> <laughs> that's my yeah, choice no of dg5 <laughs> no, but I just like a, a peri- I periodically like getting presents like that. Like, oh, I found some <laughs> mini medals, honey. Here you go. What, what's my prize? Uh, and uh, you like periodic? Then, just marry Nera. Yeah, I, I do. That's that's my DQ five choice. <laughs> I was gonna say you two are similar in that. I saw that on there, Jay. And yeah, that's Liam's um, girl too. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, it's- I'm like one of the few people. I'm talking to other Japanese players about Dragon Quest five, and they always say Bianca, and they're kind of they're kind of shocked when I say when I say Flora. Yeah, but, for real. Uh, oh, actually, that actually ties into something about rivals. I could go back on real quick. Um, yeah, go ahead. They did a tie-in for your story, and uh, they had you choose between Team Bianca and Team Nera, and you would actually play with pre-built decks featuring cards from a set that was not yet out. And Team Nera won. Team Bianca had the popularity, but Team Nera had the skill. Ah, interesting. Um, then, all right, I guess to conclude that I would I would get puff puffed by the fish lady. There you go. Wow, wow. She's a queen, a queen of mermaids, and you're just like the fish lady. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, lowercase. I, you know, because she turns you back into a fish if you talk to her. I actually found that out on the podcast. I was like, how do I, I wish I could be a fish again? And you're like, you can. It's like, Sweet. You can. That's right. <laughs> Best way to go shopping at the uh, store there run by the shark. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Jay, anything else you want to share with us uh, before we sign off about Rivals? Anything you've done fun? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming they've had events in the past. They do tournaments every now and again. And if you win, oh, you no. get to pick a card for alternate art. Oh, yeah. Um. They've done player's choice before, too, where, like, you would vote for a card to get alternate art, and, like, the top ten would turn into stamps. And I have this picture of eight that I will put in Discord now because it is hilarious, and I love it. <laughs> Hang on. Let me pull it up, and I'll put it in the Discord. This is not the right chat. Hang Somebody's on. Somebody's randomly getting a Dragon Quest uh, picture right now. <laughs> yeah, give, give me a minute. I gotta pull it up. Oh, that's all right. Uh... So sure. Liam, you still don't have a switch, correct? Uh, yeah, you know it's funny because I've uh, you know, I, I've gone back and listened to some of our earlier you know our earlier episodes on um, Spotify, and uh, and I'll look at like the date and it'll be like 2019, and I'm still complaining that I don't have a switch back in 2019. <laughs> Here we are, like two years <laughs> later. Uh, so yeah, not not much has changed. It's still a it's still a battle. I'm gonna need to give my wife quite a few mini medals for that uh, for that particular prize if that, you that save, picture, up, save up more oh, if you save up more you can get animal crossing switch you know what 
they had them at my local Walmart the other day, just sitting there, yeah. like three of them. Out in the open. No, they're all sealed, brand new. Wow. I was like, what the heck? And then they must, I mean, I thought they were sold out a year ago. But no, someone says they're they're continually produced. It's just random wherever they show up. And I almost bought one to like then flip it or something like that. But looking online, the prices for them have dropped. They were like $350. I was like, well, by the time I buy one for 320 with tax and sell it on eBay and pay the eBay tax, like I'm not even going to make any money. So the demand is dying down and the supply is too good. Yep. They, the supply is coming back. Take that, so that picture of eight's face is hilarious. Like, I know. And like, if you look closely, Munchie has a question mark too. Oh, he does. Yeah. That that to me, that's like his face when Medea shows up for their wedding, like as a horse. Yeah. He does. (laughs) That's actually where this little clip comes from because it's from his card, and he's like with Medea. Oh, that's awesome. And he's like smiling. They just like cut it out, and it's like they gave him like elevator music in his head. But they just put a question mark there, so it's like it. He's just smiling without that, if you took that out. Yeah, like, right. He, he, he's just smiling without it. But, like, in the cut, like, knowing eight, like, with his vacant stare and that question mark, like, you can just hear the elevator music. Yeah. No that's thoughts funny. had empty. Yeah. Uh, that, that's you could put that's an a, exclamation point or some other there. character in. Yeah. So, so they, they had players' it choice. Eight, eight came in seventh. It was a little disappointing. Oh. Missed up. And, like, the winner got a new card with alternate art. And everyone else in the top 10 got a stamp like that. And they're all wonderful. Oh, that's great. See, I wonder how much all that art, you know, somebody's out there drawing all that. So all these art for these cards, that must be a big cost as well. of Server space and, you know, connectivity and all that stuff, too. But uh, it's it's why I really can't stand these games as services, because services end. Physical products don't. Yep. We should have learned from Dragon Quest Nine. All that lost content that you can now only like hack into your game or like connect to the fan server. Yeah, now now I can't buy green orbs from the uh, the online store. Mm, true, true. Unless you find somebody else who has it and you shop raid. <laughs> that's that's kind of that's difficult. Who's playing Dragon Quest Nine in this day and age? Yeah, well, me if I'm back in New York, but I don't have green <laughs> orbs. <laughs> I just have. Uh, cheap agate of evolution material. I got at that New Year's sale, and then just never even reset my game. Never reset my shop. <laughs> oh. I, I I don't even remember what my my DQVC is on right now. I, th- I think it was like brown afro. Nice. I think I might have one of those <laughs> in mind too. Um. So Great. wait, we were talking about eight recently. Ha- have you guys seen how much uh, Dragon Quest Eight 3DS is costing online now? It's up to no. like two hundred. 250 bucks on Amazon. It's crazy for a physical copy. And I think that's only used. Didn't six like spike up crazy high too? Yeah, six has yeah. always been kind of. Which is great because I have sealed copies of both of those. <laughs> copy of but yeah, eight as well. I think the cheapest one I see on here, uh, maybe this is a used one for 94 bucks. At that point, just buy it digital for 40. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, actually, this I is even... all a collector's game. And uh, when the hero was brought into Smash, they put all those games on sale. So I think I grabbed it for twenty. Mm. Mm. Oh, you know what? I'm I'm I might be looking at it. This is a Japanese version. That's why it's it's like a hundred bucks for the Japanese version. So yeah, I the mean, brand new ones. The brand funny. new ones here on. I I like how hey frequently bought together Dragon Quest Nine and Dragon Quest Four four hundred sixty three dollars. That's right. Wow, man, these DS games. If we only knew, everyone would buy two copies of the game, one to play, one to keep, and then 
the sales would have spiked and they'd be like, hey, let's bring Dragon Quest 10. Well, so used ones are at like <laughs> 118, 150, mm-hmm. 184. Well, I mean, I did buy three copies of Joker 2. Nice. One, one for me, one for my brother, and one for my friend who never played Dragon Quest game before. I'm like, here, play this with me. <laughs> nice. One of my biggest, like, I don't know what the hell happened to it, is my Dragon Quest 2, a uh, Joker 2 strategy guide. Like, I bought it, and within a week, it was, was gone. It games guide? What? Was it by Braddy Games? Yeah, it, it was, the, and it's like bright yellow. Like, how do you lose that? I, I had that same one, and it was a train wreck of errors. Oh, really? Yeah. I barely got, I barely got to experience it because it just like disappeared. It's like it, me and my brother, like they they would have like monster list, and it would be like list, like mo- it would say like monsters appear in places they don't, or not list places they do appear. It's like some of the stats were wrong. I'm like, this is not good. I spent twenty dollars on this thing. Yeah, no, I did too. And yeah, I, I want to say it was within a week. I was like, I can't believe it. Like, I swear it was right next to my bed, and just. I kept expecting when my wife and I moved out, like a couple of years later, I'm like, eh, it's going to show up. It was probably like shoved behind this piece of furniture, never showed up. And the thing's like neon yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you can't miss it. Unless you have but, a large amount of like, neon yellow stuff in your house, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, someone with thief class snuck into your house and just took that and then left. It, it, was, sure did. it was me. I stole your copy. It was a successful <laughs> half inch. It's okay. I got it as a PDF nowadays, so... <laughs> pull it up on a tablet if i ever need it <laughs> that, that's okay you'll never need it it's wrong i never will <laughs> as, as as it is i mainly played through the first time without it anyway so Same. Oh well. I, I only really bought it to like work on teams for the competitive stuff mm. all right well if we're talking dragon quest joker 2 we're probably at the end of our rivals episode <laughs> Yeah, as we're not discussing how it rivals Pokemon in every way, shape, and form. Rivals Pokemon. It's Pokemon. <laughs> Technically, any game that's not Dragon Quest is Dragon Quest rival because you're that's rivaling right. like a rival, a rival for your gameplay time. Yeah, well, we've reached the philosophical. I was going to say that is Sophia's philosophical. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, with yeah. that, that's it for this episode of Slime Time. We do want to thank Jay for joining us to talk about the uh, It's Never Coming card game, Dragon Quest Rivals. <laughs> Thanks so much, Jay. It's always amazing to uh, experience this type of stuff before, you know, b- before it's sunset when we know there's an end date in, 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 uh, you know, in our field of vision. July 5th, I believe, is the last day. I-, I think you're right. I remember seeing that and being like, oh, man, 4th of July, last time to play it. Oh, there's going to be a lot of... It works. Have fun. Yep. Be a lot of fans uh, binging uh, this game while uh, fireworks are going off in the background, or a lot that have are done with it now, like yeah. Dragon Quest yeah. of the Stars. Everybody, uh, yeah, yeah. once you find out that was going, they were like, "Well, that's the end of that." That's yep. true. Yeah, the the sunsetting of that game was uh, was enough to just drop their whole fan base. Like the the majority of the players just said, "You know, why oh, am I spending money?" and tried to get yeah. clawback. Like uh, someone who played stars on and off you can't buy gems anymore no, they shut that they... service off mm-hmm. yes yeah, they announced the game was closing you can't yeah. buy gems buy passport and it's like you have all this stuff that still needs it but you can't get them yeah well maybe that's the honorable thing to do though because they know you know they don't they, they, they don't, don't want to feel like they're ripping people off with a game that's going to be going away yeah one noble mark there <laughs> speaking of you know, speaking of not ripping people off, you might have noticed that the only time we ever mention Patreon on our podcast is when we say we don't use Patreon. 
We're just uh, longtime fans that want to speak about the game series we know and love so much. Um, so you won't have to ever buy a gem from us. You get all our content for free. And if you do have any money you'd like to donate, you can consider sliding on over to the uh, Dragon's Den at www.wudis.com. Click on support this site. Uh, Wudis has owned and maintained the Dragon's Den fan site for over 20 years. Um, he would, of course, appreciate any donation of uh, money or like uh, our boy Hero and uh, Jay here who have donated lots of information about Rivals. Um, but if you have a little cash that you uh, want to spend on something else, too, you could go click on his Amazon affiliates, uh, make some purchases there, and you get I maybe a Dragon Quest XI port. I think they're still there. Yeah. And a small fraction of those purchases will go to support the den. And to advertise with us, advertise with us, rather, reach out to us at slimetimepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments for us, uh, you can find us on Twitter at platym 3 or at Rihanna Celestrian or hit, hit both of us up simultaneously at DQ Slime Time. <laughs> so, Jay, do you want to uh, give your Twitter handle out? Yeah, sure. Uh, my Twitter is Big Shark Gaming. I run it with my yeah. brother. We play Dragon Quest games. <laughs> and other okay. stuff, I, I also post art there sometimes. All right. We will put that link in our uh, show notes, definitely. Check out Jay there. You can see a lot of his rival stuff and other things on Big Shark Gaming. Yep. Um, if you'd like to join in on tons of Dragon Quest discussions at the Dragon's Den forums, uh, one of the few remaining forums still around, you can go over to the Den and main page and click on forums. Uh, or go straight to www.wudis.com slash forums. Um, I'm always there. I'm still posting about what I'm playing, uh, fan translations. I just posted like two gigantic things about the whole end game of uh, end post game of Dragon Quest Monsters 2 today. I was uh, typing furiously to get a bunch of my last thoughts out on that. You need to get a Garago for me. I never got to play it. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, maybe I'll mod my 3DS and I'll get a chance to play it and I can get my own goddamn Garago. <laughs> He's there waiting for you. All you I, gotta I do is go get him. I'll do it myself. You want to know something really crazy before we go sign on. off? Yeah. Uh, did, are, did you guys know that they released Monsters 2 on smartphones? Yes. They, they've got, um, and they've got Monsters 1 on the Switch. Yeah. They do Monsters 2 on the Switch? Yeah, the Game Boy version of Monsters 1 on yeah, Switch. Yeah, the Game Boy ones. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they posted it on my birthday. They announced it on my birthday. <laughs> See? He's and calling course, to you. It was it's a subliminal message. Square, you're killing me. You, yeah, you're just doing it on purpose. <sighs> yeah, there's so much out over there, like Switch and smartphones that we just don't get. Like the whole point of this episode, Rivals. <laughs> yes, fortunately, the Switch is reason-free, and I can import all the Dragon Quest games I want. That is true. Nice. Um, you can also come hang out with us and tons of other Rabbit Dragon Quest fans on the um, more official everyday Dragon's Den Discord server. Yep. That link is in our show notes as well. We'd like to thank everyone that made this uh, podcast possible, like Brian, a.k.a. Woodis, for his support of the series and this podcast, uh, especially the YouTube version and keeping the Dragon's Den's lights on for decades. Thanks to Amanda Laprie and the Descendants of Erdrich for allowing us to use their midi their music for our podcast. Uh, Descendants of Erdrich is a video game tribute band from Austin, Texas. Check them out in their most recent album, Advent, at www.descendantsofurdrich.com or Twitter at D of Erdrich. And check out Amanda Laprie streaming on Twitch. Our thanks to Dwayne Bullock, as always, our wonderful graphic artist and Dragon Quest fan for making the awesome artwork cover for this podcast. Dwayne was on the original iterations, I should say, both of them, of the Slime Time podcast, um, and he's been on many of our episodes. You can check out more of his work at Dwayne Art on Instagram 
or his website, DwayneBullockArt.BigCartel.com. And if you're looking for more Dragon Quest Slime Time, check out our earlier episodes on Dragon's Den, Anchor FM, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and more. Bye, everyone. Dragon Quest Slime Time, sliming off. <laughs>